right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever your situation is. This is Howard Sapp, and we are back on our next episode of Anonymous, and we're just so excited about having this opportunity to come to you and talk about a few things. And again, just bringing some information to everyone, just so you guys will have good information when you go out and about your daily activity, as far as knowing what's going on in your neighborhood, knowing what's going on in our schools, knowing what's going on in our state. Certainly want to make sure that everybody has some good information as we see the things that's happening at the present time within our the political realm, educational realm, human rights situation. So again, just want to make sure that everybody is informed and well-informed. So again, Howard Sapp with our podcast now, and I'm so excited to continue to have with us the Dr. Cindy Banyay, a great person, wealth of information, wealth of knowledge, be here with us just to, so we can chop it up a little bit. And we invite your comments. We invite your letting us know what you think, some questions that you may have, send us some emails. Either way, we are open. So again, we're not always right about everything here. So you may agree with some stuff, you may disagree, but we can at least have a dialogue. And I appreciate whatever the dialogue may be, and then go from there. We're going to jump right in. We're not going to be before you too long, but we're going to jump right in. Some of the things we wanted to talk about today, and I want to get to get you guys' input on this. Talk about the uh, two things, the House Bill 7. House Bill 7 that's going through right now, and we're looking at the House Bill 7. The House Bill 7 covers a couple of areas. Uh, one, of the, um, one of the big things that, that covers the House Bill right now is you're talking about parenting and uh, pregnancy and parenting. But it also talks about what they want to talk about, the stay woke thing that the governor talked about, some of the education and the uh, DEI, which is diversity equity and inclusion piece in, in what's going on in, in basically the work environment today. So we want to look a little bit at those things and then maybe chop up a little bit about this, our current governor, current legislation, but our current governor with, with this Stop Woke and this Woke initiative that he has been pressing for the past year or so. I'll tell you, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But first thing with the House Bill, House Bill 7, talking about House Bill 7 and pregnancy and parenting. Now with the House Bill 7, with the House Bill 7, you know that when it talk about the parenting and pregnancy, one of the biggest things that we've been talking about or you've been hearing about has been is in the right now, the governor, they I truly believe they want to basically just disregard all together. They want to take those out of, make it illegal and for to get abortions. You know, so what they've done initially before it was 24 weeks that a woman had to decide whether or not she wanted an abortion. Then they took it down to the possibility of 15 weeks. Now they have to where they're presenting the bill where it will go down to six weeks. And that's something that that's that that's huge right now. And as we look at and as we think about those things from 24 to 15 to six and in this House bill, the House bill, to be fair, the House bill has some good things in it. Don't get me wrong. However, it does not it does not meet what I feel as though, you know, the, the woman's right or woman needs. It certainly does not. Because one of the things that it does not include, it does not take into consideration a woman's mental state. And right now with mental illness being such a big thing right now, the House bill just says that a woman, one of the possible reasons, you know, the way that it's stated is that she can't, even if she can, if her life is in danger and or if the baby is to a point that it, the baby would not survive, then she can have an exception. But outside of anything physical, but mental stuff, that is not included. Anything mental with a woman, 
that is not included. So the mental health of a woman has nothing to do with pregnancy. And as and I'm not a woman, of course, I'm, I'm male, but as a woman and a woman having a baby, we know that the mental capacity or the mental state, a woman goes through so many different things when it comes to a pregnancy, even just deciding to have the baby is huge. But then making that decision of saying, well, I'm going to, based on my circumstances or whatever, have to terminate this pregnancy, that has to be huge mentally for a woman to be able to make that decision. And then for someone to say, okay, we're going to disregard your mental state. This is how everything is. To me, that the bill does not, does not address these particular things. And to me, the way that they're writing these things, they're totally forgetting about that piece of woman. And Cindy, if you wanted to say something, but for me, that totally misses the mark. And I'd be interested in seeing, because from a woman's standpoint. Yeah, for from a woman's standpoint, it's also about body autonomy, that the right that that every single person has, the human right to make decisions about their body. They give the case that you don't have to donate your organ to somebody in order for them to survive. That's your choice. That's a lot of times parlayed into this abortion debate. So it goes beyond the, when does life start? Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. The idea is that you're a fundamental human right that you have is that you do not have to sacrifice any part of your body for anybody else. And that's what's missing a lot in some of these debates about weeks and times and things like that. Right. I do also agree with you that the mental health component is is very necessary. But the mere fact that we have to put on women a justification for body autonomy is against human rights, is against our human rights <laughs> as a person. Yeah. I think that we should be able to have this discussion with our health practitioners and make that decision in the privacy of those confines. We don't necessarily, we don't have to justify it in order for it to be legal. And I think it's where even though making exceptions is good, right? like yeah, it's better yeah. than just like I mean, the, yeah. the blanket ban, <laughs> but it's the fact that we have to make exceptions in an otherwise inhumane bill. That's that gets me. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. And I was just like, I say, you're talking with the bill included, but like you say, from the standpoint of just being able to not have that as my choice to say that I can't do whatever because someone wants to make this decision for me is totally wrong. And like I said, I mean, it's, it is, it is the woman's body. And my thing is from the standpoint of whether or not a person agrees or disagrees with the, someone having an abortion or anything like that, whether or not they agree or disagree with that particular act itself, that's, that's their opinion and that's their prerogative. That's their choice. But it still shouldn't negate or take away the woman's right to choose whether or not you agree. And that's fine. You can disagree. You can totally disagree that this isn't I don't believe in this. And people come and they want to base it on religion and they want to base it on so many different things. That's fine. You can whatever your whatever you base your decision off of is totally up to you. Right. But then when you want to say that this is wrong for somebody else, that's to me, that's not right. You can't tell me what's right for me right? based on what you think is right or wrong. Right. That means that Florida's not free, though, right? <laughs> that's been the big thing from DeSantis up in Tallahassee is, oh, this is the free state of Florida, except 
for these things that we want to make everybody comply with everything from the abortion to the books and the types mm -hmm. of education this is going fundamentally against freedom, right? It's body oh, autonomy is freedom. It's a fundamental human right. And if we're going to be calling ourselves the free state of Florida, we should at least have fundamental human rights. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and that's, that amazes me. Even when you talk about the free state of Florida, it's, it's kind of funny because to me, it's okay. It's if you want to say that Florida is of quote unquote free state, that's supposed to mean, but it's only free based on what you determine is legal to be free or not based on your decision. So what do you mean that a free state of Florida? Because we can go, let's jump into another part, another thing that our governor says, even with, with education and the stay woke piece and that type thing. It's a free state of Florida. However, you can't do, or we don't want this particular piece of an education or right. this particular information in education to be included because of the fact that you feel as though, and, I, and I'm not going to say that all the legislators feel the same way that Governor DeSantis does. I just believe that they're just signing off on whatever he wants. But so right. you feel as though this is not in the best interest of a student to at least have information. But Florida is free, though. So am I? So you want to take away information from me? But Florida is free. So what is actually free? It's and to me, and I thought about this, and I'm not saying, and I'm not. I don't know who else thought about it. I'm not saying it is or isn't. But to me, it's like, what is? How do? How does someone define a cult? <laughs> I'm gonna just throw it out there. I'm gonna just throw that. a charismatic leader in absolute <laughs> devotion. Yeah. I'm gonna just throw it out there because to me, it's, if you really get into it, what does a cult do? A cult wants to dictate what comes in and what goes out. Yeah. That's to me what a look at any of if it's a religious cult or if it's mm -hmm. what whatever type of cult it is, they want to control what goes in and yeah. what goes out. They want to control what you are privy to, what you can have access to, what is available to you. And right. then from that standpoint, what you could actually, what actually comes out of there. So to me, that that's very similar to what's happening right now, as far as our education system is concerned. Right. You want to make sure that you control what actually goes out to our school systems. Not, and the thing about it is they're saying that it's an indoctrination of certain things. <laughs> I don't know anybody in school, at least I have not experienced, I'll put it that way, of all of the educational institutions that I've been to, anyone trying to indoctrinate me on anything based yeah. on just the information they asked me to do. If I'm doing a history paper, here's the information, whether or not you believe it or not, this is just the information. You can take it, you can read through it. No teacher, no instructor, no professors told me, you know, that this is what it has to be, especially not from from a history standpoint, not from science right. and everything. Okay, science is science. Um, this is a hand. This is what a hand is. You have five fingers. That's, you have to know that you have five fingers. You have 208 bones in your body. You know, that's what it is. And then they discover other, other things. So these are laws. These are strict things that, that, have, that, that are 
hard and you can prove these particular things. But then when it comes to certain subjects and certain uh, certain areas uh, that that are presented in school, yeah. As far as history, the War of eighteen twelve is the War of eighteen twelve. They say this is what happened, and everybody accepts it because that's what they say happened. That's what happened. But yeah. then, just because of the fact that you have something or a particular class of people that was just say experienced certain things, and now these things are coming up in history, you can't teach that because we don't want those things to be exposed. Based on what? Yeah, I don't know. White men's discomfort. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that because that's what it really comes down to is that history and the way that the education system has been created was based on this white male Eurocentric patriarchal view of history. And that means that the things like Christopher Columbus were prioritized, even though the way that Christopher Columbus and Ponce de Leon and all these other folks, <laughs> the way that they interacted with the indigenous people here within the continent, very different from those, the indigenous folks view. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what it's about. So the woke is this pushback against the, the rewriting of the narratives that had been mm -hmm. laid by yeah. white male patriarchal Eurocentric views because there are multiple views, but that's making a lot of people very uncomfortable. And yeah. on this line, I just, there's been a couple things that happened in Florida here recently around this education, because not only are these laws that are being pushed very draconian and censor-based, but they're also so broad that they're trying to chill different types of conversation. So many of the school districts, the administrators, teachers are confused. They don't want to get in trouble. Some of them with potential felonies. So they're taking books preemptively off the shelves and things like that. But a couple things happened over the past week or so that really highlights just what a state we've put our education system here in Florida. So one of them has been making the rounds virally is the Statue of David in Florence, right? Oh, yes. That a school, it was a charter school, actually, to principal was fired because of a sixth grade class that was talking about the statue of David, mm -hmm. a nude male statue that was created by a male European Renaissance artist of his male muse. By the way, that's just a little added <laughs> component <laughs> of it. But anyway, it was, they were talking about it in terms of art. And then this teacher, this principal got fired. Also, there is a huge outcry in Pinellas County because there were complaints about the Ruby Bridges movie that was being shown in some classrooms as well. Mm -hmm. Bridges, of course, being the iconic child of the integration of the schools in the South in the 60s. And but there was so people it had been pulled and then people were upset. So this is what you have here. You have everything from classical art resulting in firings of teachers and to historically accurate movies about a historical civil rights occurrence yeah. that didn't even happen that long ago being outlawed here in the state of Florida. What do you mm -hmm. think about these recent things that are happening? Yeah, this is something that, you know, I think that are indicative of, I don't want to say, I'll put it, as far as Florida is concerned, because you look at those things, like you said, with the, and to me, it seems as though, like you said, first with the, the Statue of David, when they want to put a label on it, 
as far as just say any picture or statue or something that it could be controversial, but they want to put a label on it and say, it's art, it's this, it's that. But then when they want to utilize that same picture, art, statue, or something like that, they want to put another label on it to say that you can't use it because it violates this. Before you said it was art. Now you want to say it's this. Come on, make up your mind. And that's the thing that I think that it's having two faces. It's do as, either do as I say, not as I do. Or like I said, it's very confusing because they want to be able to control the narrative. And even with, like you said, the piece in Pinellas Callan, and then you go to one of the things when you were talking about the really getting into the segregation and desegregation piece. And one of the things that I look at Florida, growing up in Florida and Fort Myers, and some of the things that has very, and I'll put it this way, I don't think, you may have not as many Blacks, but you'll have more Blacks that know about the situation than whites will, but just like the uh, Rosewood, the town in Rosewood. Not too many people know about that particular city and how it was totally destroyed based on, again, white Black thing and how people want to, you look at these particular things and like you say, you go back to and like you say, not too far from where we currently are. And you think about these things and people want to say, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. Dude, yes, it, it happened. And I'm not saying that anyone should feel, and this is, again, one of the pieces in the House Bill Act and some of the things that they say they shouldn't happen. You shouldn't make a person feel bad based on what somebody else did in the past, in which I understand that. Don't get me wrong, I understand that. But then you can't say that it didn't happen and it wasn't racially motivated. It happened. It was racially motivated. It is what it is. And a race of people was treated a particular way. An entire city of people was treated a certain way. You can go back to the Jews, to the Holocaust. A certain race of people was treated a certain kind of way. You can't say that it didn't happen. It wasn't something that was racial. Yes, when you look at someone and you say, talk about what happened in the past, in the not-so-distant past, it's going to spark a lot of conversation. And to me, that's where I think the current governor and those, they don't want to get into those particular conversations because they don't want, to me, they don't want, like you said, that discomfort piece yeah. to jump up. And they don't want their kids to be in any kind of way. Did that really happen that? Because right yeah. now, I think you're having, we're having such a huge part of racial integration, other things that's going on. And to some degree, I don't think that's being accepted or received on, in a lot of instances sure. with a lot of, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is this mentality of we live in the post-racial world since Obama. That's what they have mm -hmm. everybody said. Since Obama, we're in the post-racial world. <laughs> yeah, we're that, all kumbaya. Everybody's ago, yeah, equal. Right. Everybody's fine. Right. Which is obviously not the case. And so bringing up all this stuff, you're really just bringing us back to the past and blah, blah, blah. And you don't, um, you know, that there, there's people that kind of just want to pretend like that didn't happen and say, okay, mm -hmm. but we're good now. We're good. Like right. we can move mm -hmm. forward. And it's not, it's disingenuous too to say that. Even I had a circumstance where somebody in our community reached out to me about Collier County Public Schools and their son was in a classroom that received a, 
instruction from a history book that said that slaves were treated really well and everything was great. And like, and she was horrified. And it's again, it's just like rewashing. Oh, everything's we're all everything's fine. There are these things, but it was good now. And it's that feeling. And the way that they wrote the law in the previous legislature is that anything that could potentially cause distress or mm -hmm. discomfort to students is not allowed to be taught. And it's just it's putting white comfort over mm -hmm. the truth of our very difficult racist past. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. And one thing, even with that, and I didn't even really mean to get into the race piece just like this, but hey, it is what it is. That's good. But one of the things that I really do believe, and like you say, going back to the race and even in the education piece, and I think that we're doing our kids such a disservice when we tend to keep things away from them. Because when you start teaching kids about this and about that and taking things out, they're going to eventually get into the real world. And the real world, in, in a lot of instances, aren't is not forgiving to, to, to some degree. But they want to say that school is supposed to be an educational piece. It's supposed to be where they begin to develop social skills. They get, get all of this information and, and really help them to... They're attacking social-emotional learning, too. <laughs> this is the Moms for Liberty have said that. It's crazy. Anyway. I know, see, but that's what school is supposed to be for. But then when you begin to take away and shelter, and I'm not saying you throw everything at definitely age-appropriate, but sure. when you begin to say this didn't happen, that didn't happen, and then a kid gets out in the real world and they're faced with a particular situation that they that never happened. No, yes, it did. It was I really think that we're doing our kids a big disservice when we do things like that. When and one of the biggest things right now is and regardless, the internet is people can get information from anywhere. Yeah. And for them to say that they're sheltering and keeping the kids away, keeping information away and protecting it. Our kids are so smart now with the cell phones, with the laptops, with the mm -hmm. iPads, with whatever it is they have. The information is at their fingertip. So right. what you say that you're keeping away from them, you're not. When you tell your kids, you know, you're going to keep them away from drugs, you're going to keep them away from alcohol, they go to school and get it. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. So what are you actually keeping them away from? But a school is supposed to be preparing you to have those age appropriate discussions. And exactly. I'm a I'm an educator. I'm a current educator. I'm a former K to 12 educator as well. And here's the thing. You can make any lesson age appropriate, period. Hey, there you go. I, I took my go. son as a kindergartner to the Civil Rights Institute in Birmingham, Alabama. Right? where they actually had a portion of one of the freedom rides that had been bombed. Oh, wow. And they had a replica of the classrooms, the segregated classrooms, to show what the white classrooms looked like versus the black classrooms. Now, keep in mind, my son is five years old, right? <laughs> We're going through. And he's looking at it and he's going, and I was talking to him because at the time, he's a Lee County Public School student, and his best buddy was a black boy at the mm -hmm. time, too, and still his buddy. But I said, can you imagine... If you and your friend couldn't be in the same classroom together, I say, can you imagine if they were, his family was trying to ride on a bus and they bombed it just because of how he looked and he was just taken aback by it, but it really made him understand how some of these hard things in the past had happened. I said, but that's why we fight. And that's why we want to make sure that there's equality because we're better together. And that's, exactly. that's the truth. That's so and true. 
And so you can contextualize it and a skilled educator can do that. Now, if we got to hire and pay skilled educators instead of run them out of the state, but that's another discussion too. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's totally possible. And one other thing I just want to say, and I know this was like, I dove right into this one. I'm so sorry, but no, that, that's fine. That's fine. But the, here's the thing that we got to remember too in our area here is that our school district, Lee County School District is one of the largest in the state, by the way, yes. but also mm -hmm. majority minority and Correct. has been for many years now. And in fact, in 2018, we graduated our first majority minority class of students. So if we are talking about taking away education that highlights the achievements and the struggles of African-Americans and Latinos and migrants in this country, and as well as LGBT Mm -hmm. folks fighting for their civil rights as well. We are actually doing a disservice because these kids are now not being able to see themselves in the narrative because exactly. the narrative had been written to prioritize white male Eurocentric patriarchy. Exactly. And so if we now we're having this majority of kids who can go through an entire education in the state of Florida and potentially never see somebody like them and highlight the actions in the past and their contributions to history. And mm -hmm. that's really awful to it me is. as well. I, I, to I totally agree with you. And because every day the kids stand up and they say their Pledge of Allegiance, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And they go through all of that to, to say that they're pledging their allegiance to this particular country and that type thing. But then does the country really do them a good, ser a good service and to support them and to give them that they need. But I'm pledging my allegiance. And like I said, we can take that back into history and talk about so many different things as it relates to that. But we're not going to keep them too long. But hey, this is great conversation. But I think that it's a conversation that really needs to be had. And like I said, I was wasn't looking for the conversation to go that way, but that's fine. That's fine. But that's I, what you I, get I, with me. No, that but that's good. But I think that it's something that's necessary because I think that people it's i'm a black male you're a white female sometimes people get about having a racial conversation with yeah. somebody of a different race and um and it's just you and i it, it is what it is so it's you my like they say my sister from another mystery whatever it is it's all good i do but believe i'll say the part i'll say the part out loud right because that's all right yeah. I, you know i'm an i'm an ally for lots of different folks in our community and i know that these are hard things i have actually been in the space of talking about it with folks too right in ways that we can overcome some of these bounds so that's i've committed myself to that right. to having these tough conversations and saying some of these things out loud because i don't think some of these folks that that are like cheering on the anti-woke or the CRT stuff, I think they really know what they're getting into. I don't think I they're thinking about depriving a majority of students in the school district an opportunity to learn about history that affects them. I don't think mm -hmm. they're talking about making sure, keeping children from learning about Ruby Bridges or Michelangelo's art. I don't think mm -hmm. that's what they want. I think that they like this. They're in a cult to a certain extent. Right? They, <laughs> yes, they mean, love this Ron DeSantis guy and he's like fighting people and that feels really good because they're scared and confused and worried about X, Y, and Z. But I'm not really sure that people want the world that this guy's going to bring. And I think that's that's why having these conversations is really important. I totally agree because I look at, like you say, there's some of the things that this current governmental legislature, and like I said, because I really, I, I think more so it's just based off of the governor, what he wants. I, I, I would, I would hope 
I'll put it that way. I would hope and believe that a lot of the legislators now, whether or not they agree or disagree, I, I believe that they're just basically doing what they need to do because of the fact that this is the governor and this is what he wants. So we're going to do it. Oh, and he'll because- absolutely primary them and blacklist them, too, if they don't exactly. do what he wants. I mean, he's, exactly. he's very ruthless within his own party as well. Yes. He requires yes. 100% loyalty. Exactly. So he can do right now because of the fact that they have the numbers. So he can do and he can institute all of these things because he has the numbers. And that's why it's so important for us to understand where where he's coming from, where this is going, what we see, and make sure that we put people in place that's going to stand up, that's going to give us the numbers to be able to fight in a fight in this particular or the political arena so that we can make sure that we combat these crazy issues. And I believe that even when he's talking about his stop woke initiative and that type thing, I mean, for someone to be woke to me, and I think someone asked the question, what does it mean? What does woke actually mean? And when you look at the, just the definition of woke, it's to be informed, to understand, to have an education of, to be woke. I, I see what's going on. I'm informing myself to make an educated decision, an informed decision, and then move forward from there. So is the governor saying that he don't want people to be able to do that? And I, I think that the answer to that question is yes, he don't want people to be informed, to make educational, to make a good educational decision on other, on, on issues that he want to say is so important. If education is important, make a good educational decision. If woman's rights important, if you know, healthcare and all these other things are important. Let's make good decisions. But I think people need the information. So I think that a lot of times they don't get all of the information. And that's why we're here to make sure that everybody has the information that they need to make good, sound, informed, educated decisions on things that they, that matters to them. And that's why I think that we're going with this. And now, and now, so again, thank you guys for coming. I've Again, email us, send us some information, send us anything that you want to talk about, or again, make your comments. Again, not that we, not that you agree with everything that we say, but let's sit down and talk about it. The best thing we can do is sit down and talk about it. We can agree to disagree. But uh, again, thank you guys for joining in. Until next time, this is our WhatsApp and special guest, uh, Dr. Cindy Banye. We'll be looking to chop it up again next week. So again, this is our WhatsApp with now. Bye.